0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. Come on! America here comes the relief from the pain unapologetically this is Luck and load with bill frady
2: number two this is lock and load here we are off of the post shot show minutiae which all the all of the schedule rending things that come along with that so this week as a special treat we're going to have not one but two super dave harringtons and we're going to start with this one today good morning sir super dave harrington from combat speed llc how's it going mr bill it's going good pretty good um, I want to talk about the uh, the new guys, the the ones that are just now beginning to uh, begin to explore what it means to train with guns and train to be a gunfighter and train for armed self defense, all that other stuff. Uh, a lot of them are going to be going to places like YouTube and the various things online, and they're going to be given all kinds of different advice on what they should and should not do. So, I want to talk about those things and. You know, along the line, along the way, if you have any uh, stories relating to people that have come to you with this kind of stuff, I'd love to hear that. You good? Wow.
3: I don't know, man. You're freaking me out because <laughs> what you just um, said kind of put, pits me against the internet. That's Dave against the internet. No, it isn't. Um, no, does isn't. No, I'm just joking, man. Uh, but, however, you're absolutely correct. Uh, you've got to be careful about, um, you know. I just had a conversation on Facebook about this exact topic. Yeah. Uh, in respect to what entry level people have access to on YouTube and, you know, Facebook, and the other platforms out there. Uh, what is real? What has value? Right. And what should or should you not do? And we can talk about um, all of that. I can I can speak to uh, those things easily to kind of give you some guidance to go by when you watch these videos. Right, and you can kind of look at the template I'll give you, verbal template. Uh, If you're listening, uh, get something to write with, because you're going to have to write these
2: down. Copious notes. And um, we'll go from there. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. So let's start with the first thing. The first thing I think everybody wonders is what caliber. And there was a time when everybody thought in order to be a man, whatever your caliber was, it had to at least begin with a four. And, uh, i was of that mindset and uh there's nothing wrong with some of these calibers like but my first glock was a 40 caliber glock 22 which in my hands a 40 caliber is snappier than a 10 millimeter i don't know why that is maybe it's because of the size of the gun because they stuck it in a nine millimeter size gun but um with, with calibers, how important is caliber choice for someone who has no opinion about caliber? They're looking for it, and there's all these people that are like, "Well, you know, 45 will stop you dead in your tracks, stopping power, this, that, all all these other little myths they put out there about handgun rounds."
3: Okay, observation. Yeah, uh, caliber. You know, size matters, guys. Um, generally. My, the first thing that comes to matter is, do you even know how to shoot yet? And do you understand uh, shot placement matters more than caliber? You, you can't have that caliber argument unless you're, you can shoot. Right. And you know you can hit the target. So that whole caliber issue kind of seems to be the first go-to. It has that illusion of being the first go-to, right? But it's actually not, because if I hit you in the eye socket with a 22 caliber, you're going down, right? Pretty quick. Um, and that, has, that is the the end result of caliber selection married to the skill applying the you know solution. The, the shooting solution to whatever the construct of the, the firing problem is. But there's a lot of points of interest, and that's a very good one that you bring up, Mr. Bill. that there are so many different aspects or perceptions out there about what an entry-level person should or should not do. Uh, it's It can be overwhelming, almost instantly overwhelming, for the average bear to try to sit through it all. And this is the same um, conversation like I was, I mentioned earlier about having on Facebook. How do you identify what is real? Uh, Either, you know, from the internet source uh, or from the individual you're talking to. Right now, one thing I want to caution you about is um, just because of the source, You kind of have to listen and do the homework on the material first and evaluate the source once you've had an opportunity to evaluate the material that they're putting out. (laughs) Because don't fall into the trap of getting sucked into the cult of personality issue with um someone that is extremely popular but some of the things they're doing might not be some of the things you should be doing in a specific environment I don't know you know it's, maybe they're not as well rounded as they could be I you know it's not me for me to say but there's always I keep this in the back of my mind. There's always someone better out there. There's always um, no matter who you come into contact with. Right. In any specific avenue you want to go, there's always somebody better or somebody that knows something more or different, different perspectives. But let's come back to earth.
2: Well, I'm going to make some uh, comparison about that cult of personality in just a minute. But uh, coming back to Okay, here. cool. Let me give you a, a couple of things you need to know and understand. Right.
3: Uh, first of all, does the wh- what is your purpose for the firearm? Whatever you want to use the firearm for is generally going to determine its size, caliber, uh, size does it fit your hand? Is it easy to use? Uh, is it a pocket gun? Do you need a pocket gun caliber, which is generally a 380? Uh, I would not go any smaller than a 380, which yeah. is kind of known as a nine millimeter short. Right, purse. it's um, but that is a pocket gun, and I do not recommend entry level. People, you know, your average bear to carry pocket guns. Uh, I know that seems to be the thing to do, but pocket guns require not only skill but the will. They're close-range guns. Yeah, Uh, pocket guns are for killing people at extremely close range, which is basically uh, in your face. Right. No, no further than arms extension i tell you what
2: hang on uh, for me hang on for me right there because we're about to get into the meat and we're about to get into the break so uh combat speed llc this is where uh, super dave teaches uh the gigs are starting to come up they're starting to occur once again the training is uh is beginning to blossom as we come into as we head towards spring but today we're just talking basic fundamentals with Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed LLC. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
1: That's 818-984-6100. Shop
2: Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15 minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpillot.com. That's danpillot.com.
4: February is heart month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two month supply plus shipping and handling. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot Extend your life
0: with Extend.
2: welcome back this is lock and load talking to super dave harrington from combat speed asking the early questions that you as if you're a new gun owner these are the kind of things you need to consider you are about to get off into some stuff there with the pocket pistols explain why uh, a pocket pistol is a bad idea especially that whole proximity idea
3: well they're just they're small even with you know good shot placement you know, power is an issue. That's why I would not go any smaller than uh, 380 in some instances. However, I would choose 22 caliber over 380 because of its ability to penetrate. Right. Um, <clears throat> whereas, um, blah blah blah. I don't want to turn this into a ballistics thing. Right. Uh, get your note. Uh, get your notepads and write this down. Uh, one, when you're, um, this is basically some notes to evaluate how you, uh, look at the material. Once you review or watch a video, uh, based on the personality he's putting that out, keep that in the back of your mind. It's really not important. But if the material sounds good and makes you think, um, it's probably good. If you get uh, a bad feeling about it, it's probably not good. And if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. <laughs> um and go from there. And but when you research or search for these videos, make sure you're searching for information specifically about the make and model of firearms that you are using. Don't just, you know take it for granted that well if it works for this type of gun it's going to work for my type of gun no get specific because everything that you see think and feel about what you're watching informational wise is going to have a print in your mind in respect of what you need to be seeing thinking and feeling with your firearms when you're training and practicing with them so set yourself up for success from the very beginning by reviewing material that involves the specific make and model of the firearms that you're using. All right, next.
2: So, I, I guess the the thing, the one thing about the videos, though, when you were talking about the cult of personality, I remember, right. I remember when I was first starting to get back into training really seriously. The first thing I saw was the uh, Magpul Dynamic Series with Chris Costa and Travis Haley That popped up a lot if you were looking for gun training, right? And right. watching those guys shoot, now these guys, or James Jager, James Jager, you know, watching him shoot, watching you shoot. When you guys are at full speed, this is not just because this just happened. This is the culmination of decades of training and tens of thousands of rounds downrange. This is how you have perfected... The art of armed self-defense is why you're so fast, it's why you're so accurate, and it's why you make it look like it's so effortless. But they don't ever say that when they're putting the video out. Now, the one thing I'll say about your videos is your videos, you go through all of the mundane steps, the parts that get left out of the glitzy videos, and sort of uh, lay the the groundwork for the idea that this is is actually a, a, a work in progress. And some of the other guys, when they're out there, when they're pulling the trigger, they're good and they look good and everybody wants to look like them. I mean, and that whole cult of personality thing, there's been I I know people that fanboy over other instructors to the point where they'll blow up a picture of them and want to find out what socks they're wearing. And that's that's not something you can do when you're new, is it? Well, maybe the soccer. You cart, know, in yeah, America, you can do anything you want to do. You can, but, you I, can, but if you're if you're trying to learn how to shoot, you don't need to try to get out there and be quick draw McGraw. dude. no, not at all.
3: Um, and that's not what it's about at all. You know, I mean, you can't miss fast enough. You can't. <laughs> you know, you can kill yourself. Yeah, you can do something stupid and kill yourself just yeah. as easily as you can kill somebody else. It's not a game. Um, it's not, uh, you know, you can't hit delete. You can't hit backspace.
2: Or reload. You can't highlight, cut, and paste. Yeah, you can't You can't redo that one if you mess it up. Yeah, no redos. But anyway, um,
3: there was something that you said earlier that brought up a point of interest. Sure. And uh, it just flipped my mind because I was thinking about, I started to think about something else. What else you got?
2: Well, I, then, then comes uh, a lot of people are going to be like, "What's the best gun for self defense?" Now that becomes completely a uh, well, it's almost subjective. It's not objective because what works for me may not work for you. It comes down to ergonomics, What's your hand shape like, what works. <clears throat> okay, can, I beg to differ. Okay, go. Beg to differ. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that, dude. Okay. Because
3: here's the deal: if you only had one pistol. To rely on. Just call it, man.
2: What would it be? Me? Yeah. At this point, it'd be Glock.
3: Okay, cool. So it'd be a Glock, what? 17? 19?
2: It would Let's be... let it a Glock 19. I, it, well, it's the
3: most popular handgun on the face of the planet. Sure. Now imagine that. If someone had to make a decision that there was going to be one pistol on the face of this planet that you had to rely on. And it was going to be a Glock 19. Guess what? It would be a Glock 19 because you, now you, you don't have a choice. You right. see what I mean? Right. So the fact of the matter is this whole choice thing is a freedom based action. You understand what I'm saying? I do. So with all this political stuff we've got going on, you, you pressed the button now on me, man. And I got I to get this off my chest. Uh. You know, freedom is about choice, having a choice. And that's what we're looking at here with all this uh, Joe Biden stuff. Yeah. So <clears throat> get on the right side of it. But my point being is, to the Glock 19 thing, if there was only one pistol on the face of the planet for everybody to use, guess what? Everybody would figure it out because it's not that hard.
2: You know what I mean? I, I see your point. I do see your point. However, would you agree with me that there's some to where that there's some guns that just work with some people to where they don't have to figure it out if they, given the choices they have available to them.
3: No, I totally get it, and okay. the only point that I'll I'll agree with that supports your argument is an individual's physiology you know based on the size basically to narrow it down the size of their hands you know for some the 19 would be too small right Yeah, and even though the reverse would be true for some the 19 would probably be too big I don't know But you know when your choice is a selection
2: of and human beings across the face of the planet, you know, it's pretty good you'll figure that out. Hang on for me if you will, we'll be right back talking to Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed LLC. This is Lock and Load.
0: Say
1: news update. A federal judge in California is rejecting a lawsuit by pro-Palestinian groups seeking to force the Biden administration's hand. They want the White House to put a stop to the Israeli military offensive in Gaza, which has left more than 26,000 Palestinian civilians dead. In dismissing the case, the judge said he did not have jurisdiction over the matter. If your kids consume energy drinks, their brain might be at risk. According to new research, those who drank energy drinks with caffeine or stimulants in them had a higher risk of mental health issues, including attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. Actor Alec Baldwin has pleaded not guilty to involuntary manslaughter charges in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Hanya Hutchins on the New Mexico movie set of Rust. Baldwin waived his arraignment and entered the plea in a court document that was filed Wednesday. John Schaefer, USA News
5: Thank mm-hmm.
2: Welcome back. This is Lock and Load, and I am speaking with Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed LLC. Um, and we're doing some Q and A for uh, for the new gun owner today. And we've been talking pistols. We've talked calibers. Let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk about the mechanics of actually carrying a gun. There's a lot of people, and you were talking about how the small pistols are very very. Uh, very popular right now because they're, quote, unquote, easy to carry, easy to hide. And uh, is this now is the trend more about comfort or is it more about not? Because I have adopted the way my pant, you know, I get pants that are an inch or two bigger than I would have to wear because I carry inside right. the waistband. Right. And I right. some of my belts I cut bigger. If if you're getting some of these belts that you can cut down to size, I cut mine bigger for inside the waistband carry. So I have made my, I have adjusted my wardrobe and the way I wear my wardrobe to the habit I have, which is carrying a gun. But some people don't want to do that. So they get a gun they can carry. However, are they, is this, are they creating a problem down the road? Have you ever had anybody come through a class or seen anybody train with like a, One of these little itty bitty double stack nine millimeter pistols for 1500 rounds two days over the weekend. You ever seen that?
3: Um, Yes, as a matter of fact, I have Uh, on several occasions. I've had individuals run, and I've kind of been known in the past to run some of the highest round count programs extant. And guys will run a G26 and, you know, do extremely well. Right. Um, but I, you know, now that you make me think about it, I don't, those are the only guns that I remember on four different circumstances. They were all G26s. Right. Different individuals, but same blaster. Um, that kind of that might be telling right
2: there well for me if it's not a gun i'm gonna if it's when, when i was at tactical response there was a kid there this kid was loose he was tight you know he was flexible he could hide behind anything but he was running a smith and wesson m&p shield single stack right and before the class was over after he'd watched everybody else out there run through the stuff the first thing he said when uh, i i was saying man kid you can get behind just about anything can't you? he said i can but i'm gonna have to get me a full-size double stack gun because as he was out there training and because you know in uh, tactical response it's not about uh shoot it's about gun or fight and uh, they want you to they want you to train there like you would in a real gunfight and He's doing it. Right. And he's having to reload twice as often as the rest of us are, and he saw that shortcoming. So, I do you remember how old he was? Ah, uh, he was uh, he was probably twenty two. I mean, he oh, okay, was new. Cool. He was new. He was new to the whole yeah, okay. dynamic of all of it. But right, I uh, get it. To me, if it's not a if it's not a gun that you would take to your class or tactical response classes and shoot fifteen hundred rounds through it in in a weekend, if that's if that's not what you are going to do with it, I don't con- and I I go by the the Jaeger school of thought. That's not a fighting handgun. If it's a gun, right? Well, no, I understand that, that but let me say this, man. Yeah, yeah. About that, yeah. Uh, guns wear out; they're
3: machines. Um, yeah, I I'm a gun killer. I use a gun, a pistol is a tool right. to me. I'll run X amount of rounds through it. And, uh, before, you know, sometimes I've lost count and killed them. So I just hang on to them, you know, put them in the pile of dead guns. Uh, <laughs> if I haven't destroyed them, I'll move them on down the road. Yeah. But, um, the, um, I understand your, uh, sentiment on being able to do that. But, you know, let's just look at that for a second, man. Let's just say you go, um, you know, what is a high round count on a pistol? I'm asking you, what would you consider a high round count on a pistol? 35,000. 35,000. Yeah. There you go. Now dig this entry level guys the average bears out there listening uh, before you fall into this trap and, and start talking smack about um, yeah I put 60,000 rounds through this pistol I want you to think about something do the math especially nowadays on how much 60,000 rounds of ammunition cost versus how much your pistol cost and then do the math you know it doesn't make much sense Uh, buy a new gun. You know, accuracy becomes questionable out of the gun that you've put, you know, 10, 15,000 rounds through, move it and start with a new gun. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, You shouldn't be looking at, unless you're spending the money on a custom or extremely rare firearm that you want to keep in the family and, passed down as a family heirloom or something like that, you know, these uh, carry guns, uh, fighting handguns, whatever you want to call combat handguns, whatever you want
2: to call them, uh, they're tools, right? You know, use them for what they're worth and get rid of them. So you have a pile of dead guns? Yeah, pretty much. You know you should become problematic at times yeah you should probably think about selling those as like and you know those nft things they were talking about those uh things you could sell as like works of art or tokens or whatever you could you could like get a shot autograph them and sell them you're killing me man <laughs> stop it you're killing me <laughs> what else sure, you got uh, well I mean uh, to that end um, when uh, when somebody starts thinking about training Mm-hmm. Uh, some place, in some places in some towns in some states in some cities they you know a training school might be in in the phone book but once they okay, go, did this. Yeah,
3: you, you uh, sparked my uh, mind uh, let me put this out I think this is very important for yes. the entry level guys to understand yeah look uh, flat out training can be an expensive proposition by the time you pay the training fee pay for your ammunition, food, lodging, transportation, if that's part of the gig. Um, not to mention, uh, do you have to take vacation from work? Right. Um, are you traveling? Are you flying? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what kind of firearms are required? I mean, ad infinitum, okay? It's a big deal. So, can you afford to do it in the first place? If affording training is questionable, don't think that just because you can't afford it, you can't do it, all right? There's plenty of source material, and I know plenty of individuals that basically are self-made men and women who have done the homework and done the math, and when I first met a few of these individuals, You know, they explained to me right up front that um, they didn't have any formal training, which I thought was very cool, and I just basically said, that's okay, I mean, as far as, you know, I'll evaluate what you've got going on as far as your ability to be safe, but show me what you've got, you know, show me what you're bringing to the table, because that just, uh, I'm going to, you know, that's all part of the gig anyway. I'm going to evaluate what you're bringing to the table because, you know, that's important to me because I'm going to take you as far as I can go with not only what you've got, but as far as I can take you with what I think you can handle. So, let's go. Well, And I couldn't do that if, you as the individual didn't have the self-discipline to train and condition yourself. There's nothing, you know, wrong. You don't have to have a laundry list of uh, qualifications or certifications or any of that. This is a performance-oriented endeavor.
2: Hang on, right there. Hang on, right there. Talking to Super Dave Harrington. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Welcome back. We're talking to Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed, LLC. We're not able to cover everything simply because, uh, well, we can't cover everything that you would need to do as a, as a new shooter. Yeah, but we can try. We're trying our best, and we may do this a, a, again as well. But anyway, um, we were talking about some of the self-made people that you know that have uh, become trainers and everything else. And
3: uh, Right. Let me uh, close that segment out. Yes. So you don't mind that Absolutely. So, uh, on that Closing out that last segment on uh, this being a performance-oriented, performance-oriented endeavor. Right. Okay. As far as, you know, doing homework yourself and uh, being a self-made person, uh, drive on with that. I encourage you to do that. However, um, you know, don't get arrogant because you'll get your butt handed to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, be uh, humble. um If you show up at a place and they ask you, uh, you know, what you're about and where you've been and what you've done and you say nothing, I'm self-made. That's cool. They should not have a problem with it, but they are certainly going to want you to show them what you're bringing to the table. That's, you can expect that. All right. That's all I got. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, We'll, we'll finish this out with all this other stuff. A lot, a lot of people are going to be very concerned about the gear that goes along with carrying a gun and everything else. And how concerned should they be about the gear?
3: I would say very concerned, only from a standpoint that the gear is just as important or critical is the firearm that they choose to use because the gear, the support equipment, you know, for example, your holster, uh, your, your belt, or even if you choose, um, generally for the females, the, um, like a, a, form of off body carry, like a purse or satchel or something along those lines, uh, it's gotta be made or should be made. Uh, to, you know, service firearm and, you know, like for, you know, a guy, a belt, a quality belt, holster, uh, at least two additional magazine carriers, uh, to be worn on the left side and to be worn on the right side for a total of four, um, additional magazines, uh, to have enough reserve ammunition to carry uh, what could only be considered uh, a standard bad guy engagement today is probably, you know, at least three or four bad characters with flash mobs every now and then. A good um, knife always you should always have a good blade uh if for anything else cutting your sheet belts cutting yourself out of a vehicle uh good um, flashlights at least two one for administrative purposes another light to be used uh for fighting uh they can be either handheld or weapons mountable lights I mean, you know, you can go on. Uh, what do you know? What do you understand? What can you apply? And do you have the
2: equipment to support that? Did you follow all that? I followed all of that. I did follow all of that. But see, and, and here, comes the, the, here comes the thing, and I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. You had, uh, like, the, the holster you use, the S-Day rig, is uh, designed with you in mind. Because you, uh, you are fundamentally as sound as anybody's going to get when it comes to carrying a gun. You figured out one thing. Like, the thing I like about the S-Dave rig is it, it is, one, it's concealable, but to a certain degree, it's almost a drop platform because it actually mounts the gun lower than your belt level. That's a beautiful thing. Nope. Well, that's, oh, the whole sort of in relationship to the belt. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. So that makes it easier to draw. I understand why you like that. But beyond that, uh, you don't get too frivolous with the way it's designed or anything else. And you had somebody that would actually do that. Um, if somebody, well, like, this, man. Yeah. That gear, just so you know, that gear is Mike
3: Benedict's spec. I had a little input on that. The on the holster as you already d- described, right? But everything else is Mike all the way, right? I just uh, structured the rig in the manner in which I wear it.
2: Well, that matters though. That does matter. It helps out a lot for uh, for uh, people that would be looking at something like that. Because, like I said, we're getting back into this thing where sometimes people get a little too submerged in the cult of the instructor. Um, what would you advise them? Because does anybody actually make a holster like that commercially for a sale? That like this? S. Rig? I would have no idea, man. I wouldn't either. I haven't ever seen. Uh, I would have I've no seen idea. a lot of holsters. I don't know and I, how you shift through it all? Yeah, that's that, that, that's a that's a true statement. So uh, for them, um, what would I mean? How do you even advise? I've got a box of Glock holes. So one of the reasons I settled with settled with Glock was I have all the stuff for Glock, right? So I right. got. All kinds, all manner of holsters outside the waistband, inside the waistband, tactical, drop leg, all that. I got them all. Shoulder holster. Right. Um, I've got them all. So um, I, I. that's why I have that. But some people in the beginning are going to be looking. And there's a, I mean, uh, there's so many holster makers out there to date. Are there any out there that you know of that are just absolutely terrible Because that'd be easier to narrow down. No, I don't. I just
3: don't don't keep up with it. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny that you say that, because when you asked me that, I had the instant thought, is Phobos still in business? (laughs) I think they are. Because they were the bad guys back in the day. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Remember when Phobos first came out?
2: Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That uh, wasn't funny. I, I had a Phobos holster. I think I may still have a Phobos holster. Well, don't use it. I don't use it. I don't use it. Uh, I don't use it. Uh, the, the other thing I don't use, I was going to get into them, but I don't use them because they, I, I just, it's a, it's a, uh, I guess it's just a personal idiosyncrasy with me. I, I'm not a big fan of the Safari Land holsters, the big ones that, like, the gun rattles in it because they fit so many different types of guns and light combos that it'll hold well, it in place. Well, that's, um the choice of, you know, Sparland is a
3: monster. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, nobody will ever, any holster company will spend the rest of their life trying to accomplish half of what Sparland has done. Now dig this. That doesn't mean everything they've done is actually correct. Right. Some of their multi-gun holsters, I don't dig on because, well, one, I've always had the privilege of having access to custom gear. Right. I'm guilty of that. Right. But, you know, it was a privilege, so I took advantage of it. Why not? Um, To dig it. You're absolutely correct on that, man. Some of those multi-gun holsters, there was one that I used for a little while. And then I decided it was oh, okay, man. It was a um, hip holster belt, hip holster, and I was, I'm trying to remember the name, and I can't. So it's not. It must not be that important. But um, I used it for a little while uh, before I decided I just didn't like it. But uh, yeah, it was one of those multi gun gigs. You just got to have. <clears throat> I don't know. For me, speaking for myself, I have to have that individual feel right of the holster and the gun so i don't know it's got to feel right and in order to feel right the holster has to be made for that specific firearm that right. specific pistol so anyway, that's all I got on that
2: point. Well, and with that, we're gonna let that be the last word today. Not the last word, and maybe we'll maybe sec part two, we'll do part two of the new new gun owners QA when uh later on this week. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. No worries, Mr. Bill. I enjoyed it, man. Thank it's you very much. Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed LLC. Pay attention to him on Facebook, S Dave Harrington. Uh as as things begin, as things progress, you'll see about you'll see these things there. Go check them out there. As far as uh, myself, uh, well, I'll be back in about twenty one hours. And between now and then, you should remember this: it has never been about gun control—not once, not ever. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
6: GCNfood.com. com